Our scripture lesson this morning comes from the Gospel of Luke. And Luke the historian has given us another great account of what God has done in, this, in his time. Our scripture is from chapter 17, verses 11 through 19. On the way to Jerusalem, Jesus was going through the region between Samaria and Galilee. As he entered a village, ten lepers approached him. Keeping their distance, they called out, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourselves to the priest. And as they went, they were made clean. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. He prostrated himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus asked, Were not ten made clean? But the other nine, where are they? Was none of them found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to them, to him, get up and go on your way. Your faith has made you well. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks, Thanks be, be to, to God. God. You may be seated. Doing a little research on lepers. And what did I say I was looking at, Carolyn? Wikipedia. Wicca, Wikipedia. Uh, I never can say it right. But anyway, anyway, there was like 217,000 cases of leprosy in the world today. Over half of those are in India. We have about 200 cases a year uh, reported here in, uh, in the United States. And so I, as I was studying and, and uh, praying about, about this sermon, I had to ask myself, okay, you know, we've almost completely eradicated you know, leprosy, how, how does this apply to us? Who are the, the lepers today? Uh, and Marlene Slicker, thank you so much for, for leading our worship today. Thank you, dear. Okay, let's pray. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your grace, your love, and your mercy. We pray that you clear our hearts and minds to receive your word. And Lord, we know in order to do that, that we have to get out of your way. And that starts with me. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. How can, how can we know who's hurting? How can we know when someone simply needs a friend? Today, it, it seems like in, in the world in which we live today, and probably many reasons for that, sociologists tell us, but, but we live in a world that's mad. We just, we're mad. We're, we're mad. I, you, you can talk with people and they're mad about something. You, you know, one thing or another. And, and we get to thinking, how in the world could we be grateful for anything if we're mad? You know, mad at the preacher, mad at the church, mad at this, mad at that. Don't like my Bronco players. You know, Arkansas, never win another football game. Uh, uh, or Heber Springs. And, you know, on and on and on and on. So, you know not only can we not appreciate what we have, it would be really hard for us to even learn how to say thank you, especially when we're mad. I believe that's a healthy way for us to live. Social media, a great tool for doing ministry. Use it all the time. But it can become so 
interpersonal, uh, you know, our relationships depend upon a text or, or a, uh, an email or a, I don't know whatever the rest of the stuff is. But, but anyway, um, and it can get to the point to where we can say, hey, yeah, I know who Tim is or Bill. Yeah, I know, I know Bill. Here's a text. You know, and if he answers, I, I appreciate it, Bill, if you'd answer. But, but if he doesn't, you, you know, that doesn't mean he doesn't like me or, or, or that, you know, maybe it means that he's out doing something else or, or doesn't have time. It's hard for us a lot of times to just pick up the phone, tell my staff all the time, unless you talk to a living, breathing human being, you have not communicated with anybody. If you don't get a response back, on a text or an email, you haven't communicated with, with anyone. When we think about these lepers, um, you know, that Jeanette read to us today, what do you think about? Like I said, leprosy has almost been completely eradicated. So who are, who are the modern-day leper? Who is it that has to stand far off and say, unclean, unclean? That's what they had to do. That's what they had to do. They couldn't come into the community. They couldn't be a part of the temple worship. They couldn't be a part of their community. They, could, they had no family life. Who are the modern-day lepers? Who is it in our society that needs to hear about God's grace, God's forgiveness through Jesus Christ? about the mercy that God extends to all of us. In these scriptures today, the act of seeing plays a vital role in this passage of scripture. When we drive around Heber Springs, what do we see? It's one of the most beautiful places in the world. But what, there's another side to Heber Springs. You see the hurt the loneliness. Betrayal is pretty easy to see. But, but are we intentional enough to even look? It's when we care enough to get involved in other people's lives that we begin to make a difference for the kingdom. And not, and not till then. Because we can't know what's going on. What's going on in your life? How, how can I be your pastor? How can I be your friend? How, how can I be a believer alongside of you if we don't know what's going on? Taking time to get to know people. And I know, I know, I don't even have enough time to spend with my family. I, I know how that goes. I'm, I'm in the same boat with you guys. I know that we stay so busy, that we stay so caught up in everything. But taking time, to get to know one another. You see, first, Jesus saw the lepers. Then, one of the lepers, he saw that he had been healed. And when he saw the lepers, Jesus saw their need, and he responded to it. He responded to their need. The central event of this story, however, is not the healing, but the response of that one leper when he saw that he was healed. Again, the seeing part. The repetition of the phrase, when he saw. It builds expectations regarding the action that will follow. 
in this case, when he saw, actually characterizes not only the recognition that, that he had been healed, but also the recognition that the healing was from God done through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. The two instances of seeing each represent challenges for us as believers, as Christ followers. What do we see and what do we do when we do see? The first instance is the recognition of the need of other people. What other folks need? That should, should catch our attention. An irritable coworker may be facing health issues, may be struggling with difficult family situation. Who notices? Today there are a couple of words that, that we don't use a whole lot. Not anymore. Not anymore. Because we stay so busy to take the time to learn how to say thank you. Say thank you. Saying thank you takes on, of course, many different forms. Sometimes it's with a smile or a visit. It might even mean that we take time out and do something for someone else. That is really the only time in my life that, that I feel like I'm doing something for the kingdom is when I'm doing something for someone else. And I know that you feel the same way. <clears throat> At other times, we simply pass by people whose lives consist of simply day-to-day -day struggles, even for sustenance, right here in Heber Springs, or emotional stability. Who sees folks like that? Who notices? The lepers saw, or they're seeing, involved recognition in God's deliverance and God's grace. Ten were healed, one came back to recognize the healing for what it was. The healing, or is healing simply the, the natural process of nature or a sign of God's love? <clears throat> I don't believe in coincidences. I, 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 don't, I don't think that, that things just happen. As we look back, the opportunities and experiences in our own lives that prepare us as a people of faith for greater challenges. Has it been simply chance in your life or evidence of God's providential care? Remember, Joseph was sold into slavery by his brothers. Old Joe, uh, you know, his daddy liked him better than the rest, coat of many colors and all that. But anyway, anyway, he became the, the second most powerful man in the world actually saved the world, put up grain from Pharaoh and all that for seven years. And, but, but anyway, anyway, when he finally made himself known to his brothers, he said, you meant it for evil. God meant it for good. That's providence. That's what we talk about when we talk about God's providential care. That's what that is. What do we see? Jesus saw a need, and he acted on it. When the leper saw the healing, he didn't just celebrate his good fortune. No, no. He turned around and came back, praised God, 
falling on his face before Jesus Christ. Friends, gratitude, gratitude may be the purest measure of our character and of our spiritual condition. Gratitude may be the purest measure of our character and of our spiritual condition. The absence of the ability to be grateful, it reveals our self-centeredness. Or the attitude that I deserve more than what I got. So I don't need to be grateful. How long has it been since you and your prayer life have thanked God for a church like First United Methodist Church, Heber Springs. Let me tell you, I remember the Sunday afternoon 11 years ago that we met right here, Sunday afternoon, football season, met right here, and this dude was full of people. When y'all said we can do ministry a different way, we can do ministry to where everyone is involved you get to volunteer for what you do, what you're passionate about. Put on ministry teams. Y'all remember that? Anybody other than me remember that? That did happen here, didn't it? Okay. Anyway, anyway, and you came up with three criteria. If it wins, disciples and serves automatically approved. No longer having to go through the trustees and the finance committee and the church council and and, and they've just met, so it's next month. And they've just met, so it's the next month. And having to call people together. No, no. Three criteria. How long has it been? Y'all know how many churches in the entire world do ministry like this? I know of no other one. I know of no other church. How long has it been since you've thanked God that you could be as involved as you want to be in this local congregation. There are people all over the place that wish that their church did ministry like this. You see, we get to trust the Holy Spirit by doing ministry this way. If, if there's no volunteers, there's no ministry. Maybe he's calling First Baptist or Heber Springs Baptist or the, the Church of Christ or the Catholics to, to do that ministry. We're not supposed to do everything that there is. But how long has it been since you said, thank you, God, for a church like Heber Springs First United Methodist Church? A church that cares more about your spiritual growth than it does being an inch deep and a mile wide. Y'all understand what I'm saying by that? Cares more about you. Wants you to grow in your faith. Will challenge you. Will offer Bible studies. Some of you have Bible studies this afternoon from 2 to 4.30. And I know what time the Cowboys are playing. And, and, and all that. We get our, our going to play golf or whatever. I love to play golf. You know, but you have chosen to be there in Disciple 1. Wednesday night, Disciple 4. And, and, and Disciple 2s and 3s and everything all over this church. But there's a reason for that. There are people that care enough about your spiritual welfare that they want you in the Word. 
Grateful? Grateful? How long has it been since you said thank you? I'm talking about either in your heart or to God for folks like that. Life is a gift. Our health is a gift. The friendships with folks. The love of family and friends. Overwhelmingly a, a grace that should, be, that should be treasured and guarded with gratitude. I ask you this morning, are you learning how to say thank you? This passage of Scripture challenges us in regard to this expression of faith. At the end, Jesus said to the Samaritan, your faith has made you well. That faith was expressed primarily in the leper's collective cry for help. But only this loud voice of praise as the one came back reaches out and touches the entire ten that ask him that ask him to heal them. When we have trouble saying thank you to one another, where does that leave us in our thanks to God? And y'all check me out on this. It's first or second or, or third John or first and second Peter. But the scripture is clear about the way we treat one another is the way we treat God. The way we treat one another is the way we treat God. We know what God requires from us, a broken and contrite heart. And as we consider all that God is to us, shouldn't we take time to worship and praise Him with our thanks? The very air that we breathe, our church, this church family, for one another, for the gift of life, the opportunities that we have to, to be a part of something much greater than ourselves. We simply find it difficult to say or to show our appreciation. We get caught up in ourselves. We're the ones who are important. It's my need that's important. And if I don't get what I want, I'll, I'm, I'm out of here. I don't have the time. The Lord didn't do any more for those ten lepers than he's done for each and every one of us here today. Has God not cleansed you? Has he not healed you? If you're a Christian, he has. this point in his ministry, Jesus was heading to Jerusalem. You'll remember what happened in Jerusalem. There's where they nailed him to a tree. And it's interesting to note where he was geographically. He's in a region between Samaria and Galilee. Remember the Samaritans are hated by the Jews because of their intermarriage during the expulsion. They may be hated by the Jews, but they were not hated by Jesus. Understand that. Understand that. They may have been hated by the Jews, but not by Jesus. Jesus doesn't hate anyone. According to the laws and ordinances of the Hebrew children, they weren't to touch anything that was unclean. A leper was unclean. And if you touched that dude or had anything to do with him, guess what? It made you unclean. Then you had to be out of community. Then you couldn't go to worship. Then it messed everything up. When we understand that, Jesus' ministry becomes more clear for us. Jesus had entered a village, and his fame had preceded him, and there were ten lepers who approached him. But they kept their distance. They knew not to come into the village. They had to keep their distance. As a matter of fact, they had to say unclean, unclean, 
They knew their place in society. They knew they were unclean. They knew that they were not accepted by anyone. They knew they were an outcast. They also knew that Jesus was able to help them. Do we know that today? Do we truly in our heart know that today? They cried out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. They were desperate. They were clinging to hope. Leviticus 13, the leper shall remain unclean as long as he has the disease. He is unclean. He shall live alone. His dwelling place shall be outside the camp. It was miserable. It was a miserable existence. A people who had no hope. A people who stayed covered up because of their disease. What a terrible sight. A people who were hated and despised and literally, literally feared, called out to Jesus to help them. Sometimes we forget that Jesus was a Jew. Always got in trouble in seminary. They'd say, you know, Jesus was a Jew, and I'd say he was half Jew. I mean, his mama was a Jew. What, I don't think God's a Jew. But, but, but anyway, that's funnier than that, church. That got me in a lot of trouble in seminary, theologically speaking. But anyway, Jesus didn't call them over and, and wash them. He didn't say, hey, come on, guys, follow me. No, no. He said, go show yourself to the priest. For you see, Jesus knew what was written in Leviticus 13, 2 through 8. And a strange thing happened as they went. They were made clean. All of a sudden, they could be a part of society. They could go to the temple for worship. They could be part of the community. They didn't question Jesus when Jesus told them to do that. And wouldn't you know it? Wouldn't you know it? This undesirable human turned and came back and fell at the feet of Jesus was a stinking Samaritan. Wouldn't you know it? They traced their lineage to the northern kingdom called Israel. And in the Jewish eyes, they, they, not only were they not Jews, they weren't Gentiles either. They were nothing. They were regarded with hostility. But you see, the Samaritan leper, he didn't care. He was so thankful to be made clean that he came back to praise God. You know, Jesus says, were there not ten? And only this foreigner, that's what he called me, this foreigner come back to praise me. When God cleanses us, and makes us clean time after time after time after time. When do we stop and fall at his feet and say, thank you? Thank you. For not only what you've done in my life, but God, for who you are. For what you've done in my friend's life, what you're doing in this church, family, on and on and on. I think many times we take the works, not the word, the works of God too lightly. Somehow we think God owes it to us. But friends, we're the one that owes the debt that we couldn't pay. That's why we have Christ. 
We take the Lord's compassion for us too lightly. You see, we should fall at his feet for all that he does. Usually it's the least likely that will do that. You know, many times we even think, boy, the church is great to have somebody like me. It isn't great that, that, that I show up on Sunday mornings and go to work Monday through. No, 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 no. We've got that backwards, especially someone like me. How blessed and how fortunate that I am that the church would have me. Not the other way around. Not how fortunate that the church is that I'm a part of it the other way around. That makes sense? Somewhere down the road, we got to thinking that we're a lot more important than what we are. God is able to raise up out of the stones children of Abraham. Remember that? That rock sits on my desk. <laughs> you know? The least likely who come back and give thanks. The healing power of God through Jesus Christ. There are many people in your lives and in my life. In my life now, there's a lot of them that, are, that have gone on to be with the Lord. But, but that have helped me, that have helped you in your Christian walk. Maybe a Sunday school teacher, a scout leader, UMYF leader, a musician, a song leader, maybe someone who doesn't get involved in the chancel area uh, up here much, but has always been there for you. You know, those people who are less visible. Maybe we forget to say thank you to all the people who make it possible for us to be able to be involved in church. It's a privilege. It's a privilege that the church will have us. Taking one another for granted, we do that. We're guilty of that. Maybe that's what the nine were doing, I don't know. Uh, to me, they were just doing what the Lord told them to do, go show yourself to the priest. Sometimes we think way too much of ourselves. But it seems to me like, and I can't keep from thinking this, because it's Scripture, that the way we treat one another is the way we treat God. How long has it been since you fell at his feet and said, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for who you are. Thanks be to God. Amen.